Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Help me welcome our internet family. God bless you guys. Glad you're with us tonight. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You watching at home, you won't be able to get to see our fireworks tonight. So uh, hopefully you have some sparklers at your house. Hey, we're glad you're here tonight. Thank you again for coming out. And uh, we're just going to spend a few, few moments in the Word. We've called tonight Family Celebration. Everybody say Family Celebration. So that's made up of two things. Family. And I'm thankful for the family of God. Did you know that we have five generations of, of people worshiping as a part of this church? We're multicultural as well. We have every color except purple. And uh, I love that. It's a beautiful thing. We sang in that song, every tongue, every tribe, every kindred, every nation, every people. That's what's in heaven. Guess what? That's what's in our city. And that's what should be in the church. And so I welcome all of you tonight, every one of you, no matter what's going on in your life. Uh, maybe you got stuck in traffic and didn't even want to come here, but you just got stuck in traffic and came. I'm glad you're here tonight. Maybe you just heard there's fireworks and you're a pyromaniac like me. And... <laughs> And you just wanted to see that. I'm just glad you're here. And uh, let's take a few moments in sharing God's word. Um, I, wanna, I want to kind of give some perspective to the night and, and part, of our, part of our celebration. Um, life is lived in seasons. And we are kind of ending a season, landing a season, and beginning another season of almost 28 years. This August, the church will be 28 years old. And um, yeah, let's give God praise for that. Thank you, Lord. So for almost 28 years, we have done a regular every Wednesday night service. I tallied that up, and it's approximately 1,456 Wednesday night services. I've preached most of them, so that's like 1,400 probably sermons that have been preached. So there's been, the, the Word has been taught, and life changes happen and praise and worship has gone up and discipleship has taken place. And I want to say this too, and our, our guys have been able to develop, I believe, just a world-class next generation ministry back there. And uh, I'm so thankful for what God has done. Yeah. So tonight we, re- we rejoice, tonight we, we celebrate, and tonight we're very, very grateful. Now, let me go serious just for a moment here. As a leader, and um, somebody was kidding me before the church, telling their, telling their little boy that, that I ran the church. I really, this isn't my church. This is Jesus' church, okay? There's no confusion on my part on that, okay? But I'm responsible for a lot of things, and I have to lead, and I have to lead in a right way. And so it's important as a leader that you not only know how to lead, but you also know how to be led. And so who I really want to be led by and who you want to be led by is is God himself, because he knows. And so in leading the church, it's important that we are led by God. And I have had a leading. I've had God leading me to do something, much in the same way that to even start the church in the first place. And so in 
throughout all the seasons of the church as we try to endeavor to follow those leadings. Okay, I've got to be real honest with you. The leading to move to the model that we're going to, which will be having a first Wednesday service instead of every Wednesday having, having a, a big one. We'll talk about it in just a moment on that first Wednesday. I, I not only felt the leading, y'all with me tonight? But I struggled with it. I wrestled with it. I really did. It's been over two years. I wrestled with that. Some of you will remember about a year and a half ago, I stood on a Wednesday night much like this, and I, and I, said, I said, we're going to be changing and moving to that first Wednesday model. Well, guess what happened? Shortly thereafter, like that night, I just had such unrest in my soul. I knew something was off. I wrestled with that, and I reversed that decision. Here's what that's about. Look here. I want to show you something. Velocity is made up of timing and direction. Velocity is your friend. Velocity helps you to have momentum. And when you have momentum, everything goes better than it normally would for your life, for your team, for your church, for whatever is going on, you, you must have velocity. And what velocity is made up of, of two critical things, timing, everybody say timing. timing. All the little kids say timing. timing. Super good, they're listening. <laughs> timing and direction. Everybody say direction. direction. All the little kids say direction. direction. They're awesome, huh? <laughs> well, when before I stood before you and said, we're going to move to that model, guess what? I had the direction, but the timing was off. The timing was off. And over time and over prayer and, and consulting and talking together and planning, we have a wonderful leadership team. We call them our directional leadership team. Uh, we refer to them as the DLT, not BLT. I like those, but the DLT, and we've wrestled over this and prayed and waited, and we feel now that we have both the timing and the direction, which will give us what? Come on. It will give us velocity, which will only add to the momentum of what I believe God is doing. And can I tell you something? Because I'm here all the time. I'm hearing the reports. I'm watching what's happening. God is doing something at Meadowbrook Church, and he's doing something... I say, that, I say that humbly because what he's doing here is not just for us, it's for, it's for our community. Because guess what? What God wants is a people that are happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed. Say that with me. Happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, so that they can be a what? Be a blessing and ultimately give what? Glory to God. And so a happy, stable, fruitful, blessed people makes a happy, stable, fruitful, blessed church, and we can be a blessing to our community. Can we get a good amen? amen. Can all the little kids give me an amen tonight? Ah, there they are again. All right, good. Now follow me on this. Follow me on this. Reasons to make this move. First of all, and, and the first one is next Wednesday. Next Wednesday will be our first first Wednesday. It's going to be a remarkable time. Reasons to do it. First of all, God leading us. God leading us. Secondly, we're trying to, to best serve you and minister to your family. So there's only so much time in a day. Only so much time in a week. We are, as I said, we are multi-generational. 
we're enjoying having more and more younger families come to the church. There's a lot going on in the lives of our children and their school schedules and all of those things going on. And what we have done over the last few years is narrow the focus of what we do. Now, how many of you have ever eaten at this restaurant called Cheesecake Factory? Can I get an amen on that? All right, all right good. Okay, so here's my problem with Cheesecake Factory besides the price. The menu. Have you seen the menu? It's just confusing for me because it's this big. The pages are made out of wood. There's about 12 of them. There's like 90 things on each one. So you know what I end up doing? Ordering a BLT. But see, sometimes church can be that way, that there's so many, so many, so many things. And we have felt led by the Lord to narrow the focus of what we're doing. Why? So that we can best and better serve you and minister to your families. So we've essentially narrowed things down to this. Look at this. We've narrowed it down to services. Everybody say services. Go to the next one. Growth track. Everybody say growth track. Who is it that we want to go through growth track? Everybody. Go ahead to the next one here. Small groups. Say small groups. And then dream team. And so services. uh, I forgot. Growth track. Small groups. And dream team. And so what happens, we believe pouring our energy, our prayer, uh, our efforts into those things, those are best aligned to help you become more and more happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed. Part of the reason then of allowing, opening up uh, three Wednesday nights a month, sometimes four, it allows you to get into small groups and, and look at me, look at your pastor. You need to know the incredible value that we place on small groups. The life change and difference that happens in small groups. And this will give you more and more opportunity to do that as well as to be involved in some of the other things that we're always directing you to. This will also give some more time for that. So first Wednesdays, everybody say first Wednesdays. That's what this is all about. Oh, I'm sorry. But first Wednesdays, first Wednesdays is an experience. It's not just a service. It'd be an experience. It'd be multi-generational. Now our little ones, we've got something for them. Okay. They'll, they'll be in another place, but our next gen, as far as our students, you know, uh, high school and C20, they're going to be with us in here and it's going to be a powerful time. It will not just be you know, like tonight was a good mix, but we're going to, it'll be mixed in with everything that we're doing because we want to minister to the church family on those nights. This frees up time. It frees up energy and our teams that put all of this together, it frees up what we call creative equity so that they can have more to be able to pour into not only our weekend experiences, but then also our Wednesday night, our first Wednesdays. It's going to be remarkable. Listen to me. I don't even know, uh, what all, how powerful this is going to be, but my heart is stirred. I'll say this to you. Watch what God will do. Amen. Amen. Now, let me take you to the Bible real quick here. Let's go to Genesis. Genesis. Anybody know what's the first book of the Bible? Little kids, what's the first book of the Bible? Right there. Smartest kids right there. (laughs) Hey, I got to tell you before service tonight, a little guy came up to me and he stood in front of me like this and he goes, pastor, can you tell anything different about me? 
And I looked at him for a minute. I said, you shaved your beard. (laughs) And as serious as could be, he goes, nope. (laughs) And I said, what is it? He goes, I got glasses. And he just had these handsome glasses. I'll tell you, it was awesome. We love our kids around here. Amen. All right. In Genesis chapter 12, this is so important. Listen to this. Get this. And I'll make this quick. Now, the Lord had said to Abram, who later became Abraham, get out of your, watch this, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Go ahead to verse 2. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Look there. He's blessed so he could be a blessing. Verse 3. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now get this real quick. Abraham was led by God. Everybody say led. Led. He was led by God out of a place. Get this. He was led by God out of a place that he was comfortable with. The verse says it was his country, it was his people, it was his house. It was something he was familiar with. It was something that was good. It was something that he liked. And God spoke to him and led him and said, come on out of this. And I'm leading you to something I want to show you. Church, listen to me. God wants to lead us somewhere because God wants to show us something. I want to see it. Hey, if 28 years of Wednesday nights has been good and it's been a blessing and it's been powerful, and it's been life-changing, and now God says, I want to lead you from that place. You know, he wants to show us something. Guess what? I want to go. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to stay back at the house, the land, and the, and the stuff that we're used to that's good when God is saying, come on and get this. God said, I want to show you something. Everybody say, show. He, he said, I want to show you something. That'll be important in just a moment. So I say, let's go, let's go. Because what God has is a preferred future. He has something better. Everybody say better. Better. All the little kids say better. Better. There they are. So God is wanting to take us from something. You ready for this? He's taking us from something awesome to something better. And he says, and not only that, he said, I will bless you there and I will make you a blessing And he said, I will make you great. And that great is not like, yay, great. That great means that I will expand you. I will expand you. He's wanting to take us to that kind of place. Now, go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. And this is the hall of faith. This is the faith heroes. And it says, by faith. Everybody say, by faith. Let me stop there real quick. The just shall live by And we walk by Not by And so when God leads us, it's not always just what we can see and what we know. It's something that he's leading us to do. And if you and I will take this step by by faith, he will show us something. God rewards faith. God rewards us walking by faith. I said this on Sunday. Walking by faith really means this. Moving from one comfort zone to another comfort zone. And sometimes there's a little discomfort leaving the comfort zone. How many of you know on a cold morning and the alarm goes off early and you're all snuggled in bed? How many of you go, nah? 
You want to stay right there, right? But God is saying, come on, get up because I want to show you something. And when you trust God and when you have faith in God and he says, let's go, I'm telling you, church, let's go. Everybody say, let's go. So watch this. By faith, Abraham obeyed. He obeyed. God said, come on. And Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. There's something out there. And he went out, watch this, not knowing where he was going. I've had people tell me, well, I don't, I don't know what will we do if we don't have Wednesday night every Wednesday night. I don't know fully, but I know what God, God has something out there. Look in this next verse, verse 9. By faith, everybody say by faith. By faith, faith, he dwelt. Here's where he went to. The land of promise. How many know the land of promise is better than just your place? Rather than just something. And God is calling us out. He's leading us out. Now, I want to wrap this up with this. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, don't miss this. The Lord said, come on. He said, step out. I want to show you something. Come to a land. Land is always figurative of promise. Something God wants to do. So God said, come on. And I want to show you something. Everybody say show again. Abraham obeyed. And the scripture says in that chapter that he sojourned. That he traveled, that he went and he followed God. And those verses talk about all the places that he went through. And then when you get down to verse 7, you ready? When they get into the land, it said the the Lord said this to him. Remember back in verse 1, he said, come and follow me and I will what? I I will show you something. Abraham followed. He stepped out and did what the Lord told him to do. And then when they got to the place that he was going to show him, here's what the Lord said to him. You ready? He said, see this land? I give it to you. So here's what happens. God is trying to show us something. And now if we will step out and go, he will give. So I don't know what all's over on the other side. I just believe that everything good that we've had, all the blessing that God has done in so many lives, I think there's something even better. And God's saying, come on, let's step out. Let's go. I want to show you something. And I believe as we step out, he's going to start to give. He's going to start to bring some things into lives like you and I have never seen before. Meadowbrook Church, let's go, let's go, let's go. That's my spiritual underpinning. That's my theological underpinning for moving to a First Wednesday model. Now, hear me on this. If you can only make it to one service a month, I pray you come to all of them, okay? But if you could only make it to one, you come on a first Wednesday. And I'm telling you what, I believe my heart is stirred. My heart is expectant. Our team is pouring out prayer, faith, effort, energy, creativity. We are focused on this because we believe God is saying, come on, I want to show you something. Well, we want to load up and go and do and find and see and receive what God has for us. Amen. I want you to invite folks. I want you to get here. Some of you usually just come on Sunday. I I pride you out by saying fireworks. What if I told you I was lying? I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't do that to you. 
We've got some, we've got, people are throwing things at me. So, so. all right. Amen. Would you get anything out of the word tonight? All right. Listen real quick. The only reason we ever come together, you ready? It's not for fireworks. It's not for free ice cream and treats. It's because Jesus Christ saw us and we were lost and we were broken and we were hurt. And he came to be our savior because he loves us so much. I want to lead us all in a prayer. Everybody, if you pray this prayer with me. Now listen real carefully. If you pray this prayer tonight to begin a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you pray this prayer to do that or to to get your relationship right with the Lord, find me, find some of the other pastors, any of the staff with lanyards when when we're out on the property, and we'll be glad to spend a moment with you because when we leave here, we're going to actually lock up the building and head out that way because we want everybody to be able to do that. I don't, I don't want anybody that's serving to be left behind on that. If you need restrooms after you leave the building, we have our gymnasium and the restrooms will be open there and we're just kind of work our way across. We're going to celebrate tonight. But I want to add to the celebration tonight by giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus in your life and have a right relationship. Would everybody pray this prayer from your heart with me tonight? Father God, I come to you now. In Jesus' name, Jesus who loves me, gave himself for me. Lord, I love you. I give myself to you. I ask you right now, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Savior and be my Lord. And by the blood of Jesus, shed for me. Forgive me right now of every sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Make me brand new and set me free. And now fill me with your peace, with your joy, with the Holy Spirit, and with the assurance you'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. And I thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen, amen, amen. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.